I've also had obviously that telling off every time that I've got out. He'll be like, okay, that you shouldn't have played that shot. You should have done this. You should have done that. And I'm like, Dad, I know. You don't need to tell me. Again, welcome to the Cricket Scotland podcast. I'm Jake Perry. And I'm Rosie Ryan. And there was some great news this week with the confirmation that the Scotland women's team will be playing four T20 matches against Ireland at the end of the month. Third time lucky, Jake. Let's go. I know. After two full starts because of the travel restrictions in getting to and from Namanga, Scotland are finally getting to play their first match since the playoff against the Netherlands back in September 2019. And Mark Cole's first series in charge. Very excited to see how this turns out. And and you may have well seen the squad announcement on the Cricket Scotland website. A very strong group led by Catherine Bryce um, and including two potential new caps as well. One of whom joins us today uh, alongside Elsa Lister, who is our guest on the podcast for International Women's Day in March. Uh, Ikra Farouk has been named in the full international side for the first time. An off-spinner and attacking batter, Ikra is one of the real rising stars of the Scottish scene. And it's great to be able to chat with her today. Welcome, Ikra. Hi, guys. It's wonderful to see you here today and, and like many congratulations on your call-up. What are your feelings about it all? Tell us. Um, more than anything else, it's just, I think it's going to be good. It's, it's, it's exciting to actually have the prospect of going out, getting out and about after the year that we've had. And I think just actually getting to play some competitive cricket is, is, is extremely exciting, exciting. And I think having that a couple of times where we've been, okay, so close to it. And, and, and I think that this might actually go ahead. So um, it's, it's also trying to keep that excitement to a level where you think, okay, Hopefully, hopefully it'll happen, and if it doesn't, it'll also be fine. Um, yeah, I think I think that sort of sums up, and then all that hard work, sort of, sort of the past two years in the squad, and finally getting that call up is is just a massive, massive relief, and and, and I'm just so looking forward to it. And a first chance to work with Mark Coles. Uh, how has that been going so far? Um, it's been going very well. So Mark's been around for the past three weeks now with us, and we've had. Well, I've, I've only had, unfortunately, one training session with him. So I went to a training session, the first the first session uh, the first session with Mark. That went well, everything was good. He got to sort of see us play in an intro squad and he said, OK, I want everybody to just enjoy it, have fun. And, and his main emphasis on, on us playing is to just enjoy it as much as we can. Um, so the first squad first squad session with him was great. He was just sort of going around and, and, and chipping in where he could and helping helping a lot of the girls. And then the second week, you won't believe it, we were playing an intra-squad game and chipped my finger and fractured it. So that, yeah, so intra-squad game, fractured my finger. So I was out for a couple of weeks, which meant that I missed a couple of weeks with him. But the, the two weeks that we have had with him, it's been, it's been amazing. And to have his experience across from Pakistan is you get a bit of that cultural aspect and he's come across and he's he's using a bit of the language with me and it's like okay this is brilliant just 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 how he's settled into the squad it's amazing to have him around and we're really looking forward to to chatting to you about your career and 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 up to this point so where did it all begin for you Ikra? so i was quite a late bloomer when it when it comes to me playing hardball cricket so I think I'd got to, I used to play a lot of back garden cricket with my dad, who's, who was born in Pakistan. 
and obviously it comes through there culturally and a lot of bar garden cricket was me my younger brother and him so we would have the back shed and we'd draw my mum would go mad we'd draw on the shed like sort of stumps so we'd like carve it in with the bat and, and it'd be okay along that small narrow pathway in the back garden that we had we'd We'd, we'd play cricket on that and use that as a wicket and then my brother would field a short leg my dad would bowl and, and try and hit the shed as a stump so that's how it originally started off and then and then I said to him okay I, I actually want to do this I enjoy playing in the back garden I want to join a club so I'd got to it taken me quite a while and I'd, I hadn't joined a club until my fourth year of high school so I'd got into Carlton Cricket Club um, when I went into fourth year of high school and played went straight into hardball and did, and did women's stuff. Originally started off as a seamer, as everybody does. And we would call it a seam, but it was about the pace of spin. And, and it had come out very, very loopy. T- took me a lot of wickets. But um, yeah, and then I'd, I'd got into hardball stuff there and, and sort of just got straight into it and played the women's, the old women's setup, the, the women's Premier League that, that we used to have. And I remember that. Um, finals day in air that we'd always go across and, and and I just enjoy it so much being around the girls and, and just building those friendships so that's that's where it originally started off for me and then sort of worked my way up through the pathway got to next stage was obviously Eagles and um, got to get through the regional setup so I did actually trial for under 17s at, 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 when I was at Carlton and got, got rejected from under 17s so <laughs> I got turned away and then I was like okay how do I get myself to be a better cricketer? What do we need? And then I changed to being an off spinner and then got myself into the regional setup. And I said, okay, that's what we need. That's what I need to do. Worked hard on my bowling. Pete Steindl played a big role in that and at Carlton Cricket Club and helped me sort of develop my action, develop my batting as I came along and and then worked my way into regional setup. And of course, then had the Women's Performance Academy, worked my way into that and then the A-level and then obviously now international call up. So it's been it's been quite conventional. Other I've been through the whole pathway other than the other than the seventeens. So I, I I love that and actually I, I hope that we've got some, you know, young players listening as well at the moment and take a little bit of inspiration from that um as well and just seeing how how you've, you know, gone from strength to strength. So I guess you mentioned Pete there and your 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 family. I guess who were the early influences as well as them that kind of started you out in cricket so the main one's probably my dad is that he's been he's been like an absolute pioneer he's like okay how do we get you into it my mom's been obviously like through injuries and stuff she's like, oh my god you're gonna break yourself <laughs> but she's always gonna be there as support and she's, she's always been there backing me and she'll come to games i've got my younger brother and sister as well who my younger brother loved cricket. He he played at Edinburgh South for a while with Colin Mills, and and he he got into it a bit as well. So, I think just having that all round support and and they see how happy I get from playing the game, and they and they and they just enjoy it, enjoy seeing how happy that I get. And then my dad's always there, and he's he's walking around the boundary rope, and 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 he's always like cheering me on. I do. I've I've also had obviously that telling off every time that I've got out. He'll be like, "Okay, that you shouldn't have played that shot. You should have done this. You should have done that." And I'm like, "Dad, I know. It's, you don't need to tell me. I've realised my mistake." So he's. I think they've. Been, my family's been so supportive of, of how I can play cricket, and culturally, you wouldn't actually see that. So I'm obviously from a Muslim background, and it's that you see like culturally, people are like, "Okay, women, women." And young girls of a Muslim background shouldn't play sport. 
so I think getting into that was was that backing of my family I, I wouldn't have been able to do it without them and having that support I love that your dad's like your little conscience voice on your shoulder sort of talking in your ear after after every dismissal yeah uh, I mean you mentioned your, your your Muslim background and of course you play in the in the hijab we hear a, a lot in women's sport about how you you have to see it to be it um, how important is it to have that visibility to encourage more young Muslim women into cricket or into other sports for that matter I think it's so important I think having me on the stage on the big stage now and and wearing that hijab maybe a young girl in scotland might say okay that that could be me in the future and i think it's a similar case with abdahamatud as well my teammate who's who wears a hijab and somebody who's been signed for the hundred and somebody seeing her on sky sports wearing that hijab playing for the hundred could be an inspiration to young young muslim girls who, who can be like okay this can be me, I can actually do this. And it might not actually be the backing of the family, which they may not have. It could be me and Abdaha that they could come to for support in Scotland. And it could be just just, just being that role model is something that I've always strived to be for, for these younger girls. And I think that's, so I did a bit of my degree on um, sport and recreational management, which is one of the main reasons for doing that. And I walk into my course and it's like, only me in a hijab and only me of like ethnic minority background doing a sports degree which you would never see and uh, you would never see a Muslim girl really doing a sports sports science or a sports background course and then doing that degree it hit me a bit and I realised okay how do we get more girls going into sports courses how do we get more girls playing cricket and, and, and being of an Asian background cricket sort of instilled in us but it's a situation of okay we don't play it the men play it and, and the women the women would go and sort of watch. And I think seeing likes of me and Abdaha in a hijab playing could, could be very beneficial to some of these young girls. Yeah, I think um, you both play, and I've known you both for years, you play a huge role. Um, and, and we see that as well with girls. Like so many so many girls within even like Pathway and just the cricket clubs and things like that, like, everyone talks so highly of you as well. And I think... Um, Sometimes you don't know how much of an influence you have in, on, you know, younger girls and things like that. And I just think kudos to you both. And it's really, really amazing that you're both being there and out and visible. Um, and I guess at the moment, a lot of Muslims that are fasting tend to explain that is a very individual experience during the month of Ramadan at the moment. And, and I guess, how do you manage that whilst playing games and training as well, Ikra? I'm going to be honest with you, Rosie, it's not, it's not easy. Um, it's a hard process fasting fasting and maintaining with everything I think the broken finger two weeks into Ramadan might have helped a bit not not having to attend full on training but I think um, it's, it's very individualised with what you do so it's working with Cricket Scotland so working with the likes of Charlotte SNC coach working with Sports Scotland nutritionist and, and just seeing what tailors you so it might be for me it might be a case of so what I'm currently doing is basically opening my fast and then doing my running session doing my strength session but for another person it may be a case of okay closing their fast and at the early morning whenever they've got their most energy it might be it might be doing that so I think it's very personal very individualized with with how you go about it but I think it's just a matter of okay I'm doing it because I want to be the best that I can be I'm doing it because I want to earn more call-ups I want to earn more caps for Scotland I want to wear the shirt and, and and just having that in the back of your mind and I think having this cap is, is a bit like all that hard work paying off 
so I think just having that in the back of your mind and keeping it as motivation is, is very important during these months and, and that's why you're doing it so I think it's just remember, remembering that you're doing it for the joy and remembering because you're, you love cricket that joy that you talk about really shines through watching you play on the field you know your your attitude on the field is always high energy and yeah really exciting to watch um, let's talk a little bit about your club career you mentioned that you started out at, at Carlton one of the real powerhouses of the women's game in Scotland and you're now at RHC whose women and girls section hasn't been around quite as long but is really going from strength to strength can you tell us a little bit about the uh, about the setup at Royal High Castorfin yeah, of course. So I took on a role with them. I think it was the beginning of March 2018 as Women and Girls Activator. So I started off there and it, we basically started off with nothing and it was it was no women's section. We'd obviously got the grant and we'd got the funding and it was just trying to invest that as, as best as we could. So we started off looking at um, high school, high school girls. So obviously we have the Royal High right next to us. So we'd went in there, we'd deliver sessions and just tried to get girls across. And we'd also created a bit of a partnership with Edinburgh University girls. So we'd got a lot of Edinburgh University girls who'd stay here during the summer to, to come and, and, and they would they would basically be the base, the base of the club. And then whenever we need help with the likes of softball session coaching, all-stars, all-stars coaching, they would be around to help. So I think it's just been that support by those core group of players that we would have has just developed the club massively. And then, I think there's a big push currently from the club to try and get a lot of young younger girls in. So we're pushing on the All Stars and Dynamos program, and and just trying to trying to sort of breach that gap that we have with, with those eight to eleven year olds or five to eight year olds that, that aren't aren't playing as much at RHC. And I think that softball aspect and and the plans like the Wee Bash are going to be beneficial in getting the younger girls into the sport. But I think it's it's currently going up and up, and I think hopefully fingers crossed. The next women's prem winners will be RHC. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I'm not saying anything for my team. <laughs> I'll keep my cards close to my chest. And um, like we're talking about, with the release of the the Premier League and the Beyond Boundaries Scottish Cup fixtures, there's a lot to look forward to after the four-way tie for second place in 2019 Premier League. There's a lot to look forward to. We're hoping that we can get that one up from that four-way side and get that number one spot. But I think just having these days and, and the likes of going to Sterling and making it as big a day as possible for, for these girls, even those younger ones that, that might come along and they might see it. You, you see that a lot in, in sport now is that you have those younger sisters and younger younger girls coming along and they, they see those sort of older role models and they're like, okay, maybe I want to play this. And I think that's amazing is that we need to make a big event out of these days and we need to say, okay, cricket in Scotland is big and, and come to this event enjoy yourself and start playing some so I think it's I think it's on the rise like you said I think it's going up and up yeah you're absolutely right that finals day is always a a great experience you know watching Scotland internationals playing alongside mums and daughters and and we girls kind of starting out and older ones it's uh, it's always a great event and uh, yeah looking forward to it Dumfries this year is that right Rosie that is right. Oh. Yeah, that is right. So I'm looking, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. I'm sure they're already rolling out the, <laughs> the pitch. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a good one. I think it'll, you know, it'll be the nice kind of thing to do for the finale of the women and girls um, season as well. I think everyone always 
tries to muster up their strongest teams, and I think Ikra would agree with that. When uh, yeah, everyone, you know, <laughs> everyone goes uh, full on. Well, hoping for weather like we had, oh, I was going to say last year, wish it was last year, two years ago, where it was an absolute heat wave uh, happening in Stirling back in 2019. But as we've been saying, Ikra, the tour coming up is your first then with the full international side. Uh, but you have played several games for the A side, including four in September last year. Uh, against Lancashire and Yorkshire. What was it like getting that call-up, that call-up to the A-side, and, and how has playing at that next level changed your game? I think I think I was actually more prepared for it than a few of the other girls would have been. So I started, I got the call-up from Noxie into the squad, so I got a call-up into the A-side. I think it would have been two years ago in the summer, and that was when we were playing the, the North League, so it was the likes of Durham, Leeds, um, Yorkshire and, and sort of the likes of Lancashire and I think it's been that constant repetition of okay I've seen it being 12th man 12th woman on the sideline I've seen girls there and I've seen sort of the level and then going into it the following year was was a massive change so I'd say that step up from regional playing with your mates so I might have Abta on the other team who I'd chirp at a bit whereas I wouldn't do that with any of the lax players and it'd be okay it's just a whole different environment and it's just trying to settle yourself down and I think as each game goes on and as 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 long as you're in that environment the longer the time longer time that you get the easier it becomes and those those games last year in September I think I think I was the most prepared that I could have been could have been for then and with that I'd, I'd worked on Noxy so much with my bowling I'd worked on Noxy so much with my batting and and being in that lower order getting that number seven seven spot and, and going in I think batting was a bit difficult but bowling was I think at the best that I could have been so now I feel like it's a time to get my international cap and I'm ready for it. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast before Ikra and how everything the women's team achieves is alongside full-time work or education what do you like to get up to away from cricket? So away from cricket it was originally a university for four years so university school um, that kept me very busy. Um, getting my degree <laughs> um, was a main main outside, and then sort of spending that time with my family. So I've got such a big family. We've got I've got like so many aunts, so many uncles. So just having them around me, is spent and spending time with them, like the days that we have together. I think that's been a bit difficult during during COVID is, is not being able to see them and have them the support. But um, out with that, it's just been basically schoolwork or uni work and then now I'm working for a seaweed company called Mara Seaweed so they're keeping me busy as operations executive and that's basically a full full-time job and um, doing that from Monday to Friday weekends weekends there for cricket and um, set aside I made that clear to them when I started at the role that I'm a cricketer cricket's what I want to do so I've got to keep 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 myself busy that way so I've had something keeping me going alongside alongside cricket all the time, but I'm hoping as things progress, we'll get these younger girls will get the opportunity to just do cricket full time, and and that'd be amazing for them. But we're currently paving the way whilst working, so we'll continue doing it until that point comes. Absolutely, Ikra. So I guess um, going on from that, then what is your what's your ultimate ambition? Um. So. My ultimate ambition would would obviously be to be a full-time professional cricketer, but alongside that, it's been a lot of work with my degree. So I did a degree in sport and recreational management and 
I want to be sort of that woman and girls. I want to be. I want to have your role, Rosie. <laughs> basically, <laughs> elsewhere. I'm, 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 I'm getting scared. <laughs> this is great, though. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I wouldn't want to take it away from you because you're brilliant at what you're doing. But elsewhere, I'd like to have your exact role and just sort of encourage these young women and girls and and just try and grow the game as much as we can. I think that that's one of the main reasons why I did my degree and from an ethnic background, I've touched on it a bit as well, just getting these young Muslim girls in, getting these young Asian girls from an Asian background in and just, just trying to get them into playing cricket. And if they see somebody like me in a role like that, they might feel comfortable to come to me or come to one of my coaching sessions, come come to something like that. So I think that's sort of the, the end goal is to play professional cricket and alongside that, just try and inspire as many young girls as I can. Well, Ikra, thank you so much for talking to us today. Um, as I said before, I just love your attitude on your field uh, on the field but your approachability off it um as well it's just it's just wonderful um so much luck for the future we can't wait to see how everything develops starting with ireland of course in a couple of weeks time uh, very best wishes thanks so much again for coming on today thank you so much an absolute joy guys thanks Chris. so good to see you and that's it for another cricket scotland podcast thank you jake thank you Ikra. good to see you both and you too uh, looking forward to next week and of course thanks to you again for listening from rosie and from me goodbye <laughs>